0: This meeting on the go podcast is brought to you by the San Francisco Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. I would like to introduce our first speaker, Dana, who will share for 20 minutes on her experience, strength, and hope with a focus on step one, tradition one, and unity. Our timekeeper, Erica, will use signs to let you know how much time you have left for sharing. Hi, my name is, ooh, my name is Dana. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, that's loud. Uh, newcomers, welcome. This is a wonderful organization. Just glad you're here. If they're newcomers here, I had I wrote out what I thought I was going to say, but I had something happen. This. Okay, I'll bring it closer. Is that better? Yes. Okay. Well, I just follow in directions here. <laughs> um, I last year, a woman from Poland came to stay in Santa Rosa with her daughter, and came to meetings. So this morning I went online just to check my email, and lo and behold, just to let you know, we are not alone. I had a happy day of one. I mean, she's a little trouble with English. It was a happy day of one and wishing me oneness today, and they're celebrating the day of unity. Now that's like nine hours before, so she's probably not still celebrating at this point. But just to spread that to you from Poland that we are not alone. So um I said who I was. I, I'm not going to read much to you, but I'm going to read a little bit. I started an uh, introduction to the 12 steps, page 9, Roman numerals. It says, In no way we have no program of diets and exercise, no scales, no magic pills. What we do have to offer is far greater than any of these things. A fellowship in which we find and share the healing power of love. Our common bonds are two the disease of compulsive eating from which we all have suffered, and the solution that we all are finding as we live by the principles embodied in these steps. The thing that I have found in reading this book, and even starting, you know that the, the word we only occurs once in the steps, and it's at the very, very beginning, and it's implied all the way through. And this book was written totally from We. If you you look at it, it's just we, 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 and ourselves, and we, and ourselves. This is not a do-it-yourself program. So I just, along with the unity idea, there are people all over the world right now today celebrating that we came in here. I came to my first meeting because I couldn't do it alone. And I did not want to do it with anybody else, I promise you. I wanted to do OA by myself, work my way through the steps, get out of here after I lost my weight. And you all taught me that that is not the way it works. So, the first tradition has a line, and I also wanted to read because it says that. As we opened our hearts to other OA members, and my, oh, my, I did not want to do that, we found acceptance, a sense of belonging, and unity with other compulsive overeaters that satisfied us in ways food never could. So that's pretty good promises, huh? We don't read those as promises, but wow, that's a pretty big deal. And that's just starting off program. So I usually do my share telling, my experience, strength, and hope. But I sat down and listened to whoever was telling me what to do today. So I'm a little nervous about doing this a little bit differently. But you're going to get my story from a different attitude. It's basically what I have done with you or what I couldn't have done without you. Because I had no point in this program did I do it alone. My very first meeting, I walked in and a woman said, May I give you a hug? And she had read a book about hugging and said, You always ask somebody's permission. And I grew up in a sort of an intrusive family, and I loved that. I loved getting the hug, but I loved being asked first. And that was the very first contact I had with an OA person caring about me. And I think that's what we give to each other day after day after day is caring about each other. You know, I, I couldn't believe that when I came in, but I do now. So my gifts from you and OA, and the OA is implicit in here, is higher power. Because without higher power, I probably wouldn't have come to my first meeting. Without higher power, I would not have stayed. And without higher power, I cannot do this program one day at a time. So thanks to you and Roy, I am no longer ashamed to be seen eating. I no longer take food into another room so I can eat it in secrecy. I no longer buy me a package and buy another package for the family, the first package to be consumed, of course, in secret before my children got home from school. I no longer sit down to dinner stuffed, but eat a whole dinner, including seconds, thirds, and fourths, anyway, because I still do want to eat more, and even more importantly, I don't want them, my family, my friends, to know I've been eating all afternoon. I see some nodding, some people have done that. Thanks to you, NOA, I eat small amounts of food, I do, excuse me, I no longer eat small amounts of food in front of them, and stuff myself as soon as I get home. Thanks to you, NOA, I no longer have to settle for whatever clothing is left available in my size. That's a miracle for us women. I don't know about you, ma'am, but when I came into program, there there was one plus store size, and it actually came in about six months before I came into program. So if they didn't have 16s or 18s left in the... uh, in the department store, I was up, well, I was up wrap, wrap around Creek. I, I lived in t-shirts and wraparound skirts. Thanks to you and OA, I no longer have to feel lonely and unloved. So, I'll change my angle here longer. Uh, thanks to you and OA, I have no longer no one to give a fifth step to. When I came into program, I listened to those steps, and I heard step one, and I said, yeah, I'm powerless over food. Otherwise, I wouldn't be at this place. My life was manageable, absolutely manageable. I was doing fine, thank you. And I agreed that I believed that a higher power could restore me to sanity, but I was not insane. We're talking about when I first came in. And so I said, okay, I'll do that. And I saw I can do step four, and I went ahead and did it, but I was in absolute panic about step five. I did not know a soul to whom I could give a fifth step. I certainly wouldn't give it to my husband. I did not have friends that I trusted that much. I didn't go to church. I had no support group outside, because Dana was not going to get that close to anybody, let me tell you. God forbid they should know my secrets. And fourth step is talking about some pretty personal stuff. And you all said, Well, you know, just keep coming back. And you know, the steps are in order for a reason. And after you've done your four step, you'll probably find somebody. And lo and behold, I gave my four step to the woman who gave me a, fug- a, fug- a hug at my first meeting. Who knew? Without her, without you, none of that would happen. Without the encouragement to hang in there one day at a time... <laughs> I, I, I probably would have left. I was really lucky. My first meeting, I heard my story. Not everybody comes in and hears their story first time. I know, boy, I can see, I remember people who come into meetings and the speaker would be up and they're talking about being abused by her father and her mother and her brothers and sisters and how she was having a horrible time. These people would just be sitting there going, What do I do? But I heard my story, which was not that, but it was about somebody who, once they started eating all day, couldn't stop. And it made it even better because she was 20 years younger from Israel, for goodness sake. So we had nothing in common except the fact that this is the way we ate. And that was a lifesaver because until that moment, I had no idea. I'm really not stupid. I went to college, I have a master's degree, I'm a smart woman. I did not know anybody else in the world ate the way I did. I thought everybody else had a secret. They all knew how to eat. I don't know why other people were fat, but they didn't eat the way I did. And lo and behold, i got lo and behold going, sorry. Uh, People all over were telling my story and talking about what they did with food and talking about how they were grazers I'm not so much a binge eater as once I get going, it's pretty hard to stop this girl. And it it was a miracle. It was a miracle to not be alone. The other thing I no longer do is eat foods which hurt my body. And that has been, I've been in program 26 years, that has been a 26-year progression. I started out eating three meals a day. That's all I would do, and nothing in between. No seconds, no thirds, no fourths, no fifths. I had to take on my plate the amount I was going to eat that meal. And boy, was that embarrassing. Because then people knew how much I wanted to eat. But I took that amount on my plate, and I lost... Oh, I also stopped drinking because I drank a lot, a lot of wine. And I decided I wanted to chew my calories. And I lost weight. Oh my gosh, the f- the fat just fell off this body. And it was shocking. Those of you who have done that know it's shocking to get suddenly look in a mirror and say, Who is that person? But I had been eating a lot. And never before, I came in here at age 45, never before had I been able to not keep eating. So that's a miracle, isn't it? That I came in here and heard somebody say, you can do it one day at a time. So one day at a time, I ate three meals a day. I did not do that because I had 45, well, say, let's make it 35 years of, no, 32 years of experience. I, I lost my, anyway, I, I, was, I was on a diet by the time I was eight. So take it from wherever. I never was able to do it. I did it for two or three days. I only did Weight Watchers, did those things, but I'm only pretty good for a few days. And then I was back and up and running and gone. So but that eating the foods that hurt my body has been really hard and long. I stopped a few because they made me break out, they made me feel sick to my stomach. Uh, I stopped a few just because I could see that I couldn't eat one. Very right from the beginning, in the words, I knew. I, I challenge anybody here to tell me they don't know that there is there are certain foods. That it is impossible to eat one of. We all come in, we know, even though we say, Well, oh, I don't know what to do about my food. Oh, give me a break. We both we all know. You know, <laughs> I don't know about foods, but if it's ice cream or pastries or cookies or chips, I'm a fat and salt girl, but I love to have my my dairy and my sugar along with it. So I knew which things had to stop. And then I got into the game of all the artificial sugars. Well, artificial sugars in this body do not go together. My body has a direct feedback to me of, please don't put that in me. But it took me about five years for me to get willing to say, okay, I'm game. Please, God, I don't eat any of that today. I don't drink any of that today. And that's not because it's a problem. It's not because it hurts, it does anything except it makes me feel bad. And you guys taught me that what was really important was for me to get well, for me to take care of myself, for me to become healthy. I also got older, and I want my waist to be under 35 inches, and I want my BMI to be under 25, and I want to be able to exercise, and I don't want to get old and wrinkled and tired and can't move around. So I, you know, I I upped a few things in order to do that. Anyway, I don't eat those anymore, and I the latest progression, and it's only about six weeks old, January 6th, I wrote down a list. I, had a, I didn't know I was going to say this. Uh, one of my sponsees came up with the idea of alcoholic foods. And I listened to her and listened to her for a couple of years and thought, I don't need to do that. Well, for some reason on January 6th, I thought, I really need to get this one down cold. And I wrote a list. Categories, well, for me, it's sugar, all flowers. And then there's a lot of specifics. Oh, just a lot of specific things. Bacon. Oh, my heart breaks. Bacon. (laughs) You all know. You know, there's those people like, no, don't take that one away. But I wrote the thing down, and I said, it's an alcoholic food. It's the same as alcohol to an alcoholic. If I eat it, I have done what a drunk does if they take a drink. That is really, really nasty thinking, but it's the only way to talk to this disease in my head. It's the only way to talk to this disease in my head is for me to say that, and then I say these horrible words, Please, God, I want you to relieve me of this. Be careful what you pray for. That's why it takes a while to write them down, right? Because, oh my gosh... January 6th, I haven't had those things. I accidentally had some dairy the other day. Oh, my body told me, this is why you don't have that. I wasn't thinking. Risotto's got dairy in it. It was rice. I just, you know, it's a disease. The mind goes blank, and I forget why I don't do it. But it's written down now. There's something about writing it down. I know the page. I dog-eared it so I can find it. It's there. It isn't going to go away. I can't forget about it. So... Because of you and OA, and it's together we can do what we could never do alone. We say that over and over again. I have three meals a day with life in between. I learned that expression from you all. I didn't know that expression before OA. And I really like it. Food is not my point of living every day. I write down my food. I even got a new little app on my iPhone and I put it in there. I now know my calories. I put down my exercise, which is a novelty too, exercise. I have lost and kept off 50 pounds for 26 years. Uh, Can you believe that? I mean, diets used to last five five days. One diet lasted a month. Saw my backbone and got pregnant. (laughs) I have clothes in my closet, which fit me now fit me last year. These jeans are a couple of years old, I think as is the sweater. Always amazes me when winter comes around and I put something on and it still fits because my mind says, man, I'm so fat. Nothing's going to fit. Really thank God for jeans, huh? You know, I put the jeans on, they fit. Oh, I'm doing okay. No matter what the scale says. And when I am with friends, because of you in a way, when I am with friends it's about relationship and not about food and maybe that's one of the biggest miracles of all because in my in the heat of my disease I was more concerned about what the hostess was going to serve whether I would like it, how I could get enough of it and also for me whether they were going to have good wine I I needed that So one of my first challenges in OA was to go to a birthday buffet. And luckily there was somebody in OA who told me, gave me an idea of how to work with it, and it worked. She said, take an hour, and that you can eat the things that are being passed around, and then that's over. I said, but I have to have cake. I was eating cake then. She said, okay, when the cake comes out, you can have a small piece of cake, and then it's over. So I said, God, you know, I'm willing to do this. And it worked. It worked perfectly. I didn't overeat. I now go to a buffet, I scan a buffet before I walk down it. I take my salad. First, I go back, I get my abstinent plate of food, which for me is a a starch. Excuse me, it's so wild. My my starch is brown rice. That's about the only one I eat. Brown rice, a veggie, and four ounces of meat. Really exciting stuff, but that's what I eat every day and thank you God I'm able to do that. Um, I'm on wrap up. Um, I like to share with you what my higher power and you guys have brought me to, and I'll do it really quickly. I have taken things from other programs that I like, but just to review what a day looks like. I get up in the morning, I roll on my knees, I say the serenity, the serenity prayer, the third step prayer, the seven step prayer, and a little thank you and a prayer of my own. I get up and I, this is just awful. I read, for today, I write down a bunch of, basically, affirmations. After memory, I read Voices of Recovery, two pages in the big book. Right now, I have a new lifeline, so I read a story in the lifeline. And I always have a spiritual reading that I've never read. Right now, I'm reading the Bible, two pages of the Bible. Oy. Anyway, <laughs> that's a challenge. This Old Testament is really something. Um, I get up, I have the breakfast that I wrote down the night before. Um, uh, three, three mornings a week, I sponsor for a couple of hours in the morning. I work out in the gym. Oh, I forgot. I brush and floss, and I even use those little pick things on my teeth. That is the number one miracle of OA. I did it once a day, and that was only because I was afraid the, do- the dentist would, would really chastise me. So the day goes on, I eat my abstinent lunch. I eat my abstinent dinner. I go to a meeting three, meeting, three nights a week. Um, and then at bedtime, I write down my food. Um, I have, and I do a 10th step. And she hasn't flashed me to stop, so I give you, I do this really fun 10th fl- step that somebody gave me. It's the vowel 10th step. So I actually start with an M now because I've added meditation into my day. I do meditation. So A stands for abstinence. I review my abstinence. E stands for exercise. What did I do for exercise today? I what did I do for myself? How what did I do in my day that was for myself? And that's usually my longest list. Is that incredible as it sounds. Oh, what did I do for others? You, what are unusual, unexpected, unhappy, uncomfortable? Whatever your you is, things that happen in the day. Usually things that I need to make amends for or things I need to ask for God to help me with. Um, and that list can be long or short depending on how the day went. I have used the 10th step since the first day I came in the program. I love the 10th step. It kept me from having a permanent 4-step lined up. Thank you. Um, A-E-I-O-U. Why is a Yahoo? And G is a list of gratitudes. And I am then, uh, what do I do? I get down on my knees and I say a prayer of thank you because thank you, God, for my abstinence. And thank you for all these days for having a home and a bed and heat. Uh, I am so, so grateful to be graced with that. So... I don't do any things. I just want you all to know I don't do any of those things. I say, okay, God, I'm willing. This is what I want to do. And God says, okay, I'm here. And I find myself rolling onto those knees. I find myself going in for the floss. And I consider that a major, major miracle. So thank you, thank you all.